Uh, tonight we'll be concluding our, our series, a, a Transfer of a Godly Heritage. And I want to ask you a question. How many of you have enjoyed this series uh, this last month? Any of you been blessed by it? I know from week one, Pastor Sergio just really uh, giving such an awesome sermon. Uh, then Brother Matt Penalber and Brother Manny last week of what God has done these last couple of weeks, uh, this last month. And just really showed us that as parents, as even grandparents, that you and I were transfers, transferring something so amazing to our kids' lives. Because whether you know it or not, our kids are a blessing to us. They're, they're such a, a tremendous blessing to us. And then for you that are grandparents, your grandkids are even a bigger blessing uh, to you. And because uh, when, when they start acting rowdy, you could just give them back to their parents, right? <laughs> well, we're, we're going to go ahead and have a good time tonight. How many of you want to have a good time in the house of the Lord tonight? I, I know that God is so good. And this evening we're going to continue uh, a, a this series, and if you have your Bibles, the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5, we're going to go ahead and start, book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. And tonight we're going to be looking at godly training, the influence of training them in the Lord. The influence of training them in the Lord. Book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. All right. The Bible says these words. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit down in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as signs on your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. I'm going to reverse 7 through 9 one more time. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit down in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as signs on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Why don't we go ahead and pray this evening, Lord. We thank you for everyone that made it out. We thank you for all our guests. And we thank you for this amazing series, Lord, that you have given to your church. I pray tonight, Lord, that you would continue, Lord, along the lines of what has been taking place. Continue to edify, encourage, convict by your Holy Spirit. I pray tonight, Lord, that your name would be glorified and you, your name would be exalted um, as we raise up another generation of young kids, Lord, to fear you. I pray, Lord, that you'd use our kids and our grandchildren in a mighty way, Lord. Use them in a greater way than us to reach uh, the nations for your glory and your honor. Lord, we pray right now that you'd even use them at a young age, Lord, that you would download, God, ideas, Lord, new ministries, blessings upon their lives. And we pray, Lord God, that they would walk in righteousness and holiness. We pray, God, for those who fall away, that they be restored. Lord, that they be, Lord God, redeemed. God, brought back, Lord, to you. I pray right now, Lord, that you would uh, strengthen lives today, Lord, and strengthen hearts. And I pray if there's anyone here today that has transferred into their kids, Lord, a, a godly heritage, 
that they'll know that what they've done is not in vain, God. Lord, because nothing, Lord God, for your kingdom is wasted, Lord God. And I pray right now all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And we all said amen, amen and amen. You know, I think about everything that God has done through my life. It's really connected to my mom and dad, what they modeled in my life. And, and that is something that, you know, it was a transfer of a godly heritage that I seen that put an indelible impression on my heart, on my mind. Even when I left God, when I fell away from the Lord as a prodigal uh, a teenager, as a, as a prodigal son, those teachings, uh, th that conviction of the spirit because the word of God does not come back void. The word of God does not come back void. So when you uh, download something into your kid's life, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, train up a child. And what that means is to teach them diligently over and over and over again the ways of God, the instructions of God, the fear of God, that all of a sudden begins to change your life. And although maybe some of you have some kids that are not uh, serving God today, what you downloaded in their life is still in them, and they still think about, man, I remember what my mom told me. I remember uh, that service that I was at, and that pastor said this. I remember that conference that I was at, and all these, these things the Holy Spirit will bring back to remembrance in their life, and I want to tell you, they're not living a happy life out there, because of what the Holy Spirit does is it convicts the world of sin. My grandmother, she gave her life over to the Lord. I was just talking to her on Saturday. And I was talking to my grandmother, but the way she answers the phone, she, ever since I was a teenager, she still answers the phone the same way. She says, praise the Lord. And I, go, I, I called her on Saturday, and, and I was wondering, you know, what is she going to say? She's all, praise the Lord. And I was like, wow, my grandma still does it. But what she was doing is she was transferring, uh, transferring a godly heritage to her children and to her grandchildren. And it's still today she, she made me think, man, I got to praise the Lord. No matter what I'm going through, I got to praise the Lord. I got to give God glory. I got to give God praise inside of my life. But this, is all, this all goes back to when I was a little kid. There was a transfer, there was a transfer that was taking place inside of my life that when our kids come to Sunday school, there's a transfer. When our boys right now, they're in Royal Rangers, there's a transfer on how to be a man of God. On Friday nights when our kids come to youth, there's a transfer of, of, of the word of God, of the spirit of God, of the power of God. At conference, there's a transfer. On Sunday morning when we hear the word of God, there's a transfer. There's a download that takes place when our kids are in the house of God. Whether you believe it or not, there's something that takes place inside of their lives that's so powerful and so anointed that will change the course of their whole life. So important. Barna, he talked about kids. And about reaching kids, about when kids come to the Lord. And he said these things, um, some statistics for us this, this evening. First is this, is that 43% of all Americans accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior before the age of 13. 64% made that commitment before their 18th birthday. 13% made that profession of faith while 18 through 21. How many of us know 18 through 21-year-olds are very rebellious? 23% embrace Christ after their 21st birthday. But what we see right here is something very powerful that many kids, 64%, made their commitment to God. Many of us here today as well, that we made our commitment to God. We gave our life to Jesus before we were 18 years old. 
Before we were 18 years old. Why? Because we're very impressionable. Our hearts are very open. Kids, they have a very, they, they, they're very uh, believing. Kids, their hearts are very tender. And when you give your life over to the Lord, many of us can say, yeah, Pastor, I got saved when I was 16. I got saved when I was 9. Some of you said, I got saved when I was 7 years old. I gave my life over to the Lord. Why? Because we were kids and we were very impressionable and we surrendered our life to Jesus at that time. So thinking about these notes, Barna said that 20 years of research, they all support this, that kids give their lives over to the Lord when they're young. These stats are very interesting. They show us the importance of showing our kids the ways of God. Let me ask you a question. Who is teaching your kids? And what are they teaching them? So if we stop there and we think about, we come to church, we get here around 7 o'clock, we leave here around 8.30. On Sundays, we get here at 9, we leave around 10.30. So the total amount of time the kids are in the house of God is around three hours. Three hours, kids. But then the lesson is even smaller because the, the Sunday school lesson is about 15 minutes. The Royal Ranger lesson is about 20 minutes, maybe five minutes. I, I, don't, I don't know. But most of the time, the kids are playing. They're having snack time. So that's very minimal. Now, compare that to, compare that to, Screen time that your kids are online. Doing some research, I found that American kids between the ages of 0 and 8 are online for 2 hours and 19 minutes every single day. From 0 to 8 years old. And this is because kids are acting a little wild. So you say, here's my phone, calm down. So 0 to 8 years old, okay? Now, from 8 to 12 years old, that time turns into 4 hours and 36 minutes. 4 hours and 36 minutes. So, if we could put the next slide up. So, the gray is church time, and the blue is screen time. Okay, so the, the, the bigger statistic that says 31.5, that's ages 8 to 12. Now, the smaller figure that says 14 hours is a little bit more, actually, but that represents ages 0 to 8 years old. And look at the church time down there. That's around three hours. Three hours. So right there, we see who's really teaching our kids. We see who's really instructing our kids. What is it? It's YouTube Kids. It's the Disney Channel. It's cable TV. It's Netflix. It's all these kids' apps that our, our kids are spending so much time on. And if you're here today and say, you know what, Pastor, my kids are even spending more time on that. We really want to pray for you at the altar call today. But this is what is going on today in our day and age, that kids are online all the time. Just this week, there was an article in the Washington Post that talked about um, this mother who had given her son her phone because he had a nosebleed, and he, she gave him her phone, and he was on the YouTube Kids app, and he was right there just relaxing, and she noticed that all of a sudden on that Kids app that the video was giving the kid instructions on how to commit suicide. It was in the Washington Post this week. And they, they began to look at this and, and look at what our kids are learning that you know what, as parents, as grandparents, you and I, we need to be vigilant 
We need to be prayed up. Why? Because the, the, the devil, he'll come as an angel of light, as things that are innocuous when they really are very dangerous. And we need to be on guard because the enemy, he's really devastating a lot of families through technology, through the internet, through time spent on there. When you and I, as people of God, we're supposed to be discipling our kids and training our kids and instructing our kids. And what our kids are on is our kids are on devices all day long when they need to be hearing the word of God and need to be spending quality time with their mom and dad, with, with their grandparents and spending that time hearing the word of God, the instructions of the word of God. Why? Because if we don't, what ha- what's going to happen is they're going to lose all, all the, the, their attention span to the things that are truly, 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 truly important, which are what? The word of God. The direction of God and what God wants to do inside of their lives. Today I want to talk about influence. Influence is a word that is so powerful. You think about who's your greatest influence over your kids and your grandkids today. You think, oh, it's pastor. Oh, it's their youth leader. Oh, it's their teacher. No, it's parents. It's grandparents. You are the biggest influence, and that's why God says this to us, to teach them, to teach our kids when you rise up, when you're on the way, to show them, to carefully observe, and to teach them diligently the ways of the Lord. Today I wanna ask you a question. Who is your child's greatest influence? How many wanna influence them for the things of God? I said, how many guys want to influence your kids for the things of God? I mean, it's so important. You know, if the Lord tarries, if the Lord tarries, there's going to be another generation coming up that needs to tell the world about Jesus. There's, and there has to be another generation of young people, and they're five years old, they're two years old, they're eight years old, they're ten years old. And, and right now, I believe that God even wants to raise up kids at a younger age at a younger age to be, uh, be witnesses and oracles of God in their schools, where they go and showing people the ways of God and, and the things of God. I thank God for, for uh, uh, my parents. I thank God for pastors who looked at little kids and invested inside of their lives and said, you know what, Sunday school ministry is very important. Youth ministry is very important. Why? Because they're raising up another generation of people to fear God. Influence is so important that we influence kids and show them the ways of God. I remember growing up in Whittier. I lived over there on Painter. And I remember I was about three years old, and I was there at my house, right? And I remember when I was three years old, I don't know I remember that, but I remember walking out of my house and going of all places to the Marine recruiting uh, station there, uh, right there. I remember walking over there, And I remember the Marine recruiter knew that I was lost. And he was looking at me, and he was right there, and he he shook my hand. He said, are you okay? Are you lost? Are you all right? And I remember just being right there, and I remember as a kid, the way he made me feel, I said, if I ever join the armed forces, I know I want to be a Marine. Because of the way he made me feel, the way he had influence over my life. And the same thing with you and I as parents. Our kids, no matter how young they are, they're very impressionable. 
that, that, that when you and I show them the word of God and show them the things of God, that all of a sudden it begins to transfer in their life. I, believe, I know kids that they're very spiritually minded. That God wants to use them even at their young age. And you and I as parents, we cannot let that go past us. How do we influence our kids? First thing I want to talk about is living a life of character. Modeling personal integrity. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11 verse 3, it says the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. The book of Proverbs is telling us to take a good look at our lives. Look at our lives and, and seeing, do we practice what we are uh, preach? First off, I want to ask you the question, have you surrendered to the lordship of Christ? Have you surrendered to his lordship saying, God, you are the lord of my life? And I want to say that that's the only way that you and I can lead our kids to the things of God. We have to be fully surrendered to Jesus. Grandparent, you have to be fully surrendered to Jesus if you and I are going to lead our kids in the way that God has called us to lead them. When you and I lay aside our pride and our ambitions and everything, it opens up for you and I to have the presence of God, the power of God, the working of God, the perspective of God working inside of our life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto us. It, and when you and I are surrendered to God, it opens up the door for power. How many want the power of God working in your life? That you have the power of God working inside of your life. That you have what? The perspective of God working inside of your life. That you have the unction of the Holy Spirit working inside of your life. Because as parents, we need all of those inside of our life working. Because parenting, parenting is very exhausting. We need God's grace, we need his power, we need his strength. As parents, we're protectors. As parents, we're directors. As parents, we're responsible. Second thing is, it's important to consider what our actions voice. When you and I are faithful givers, it shows our kids that they must be faithful givers. When you and I have a good attitude, it shows our kids to have a good attitude. When you and I are honest, it shows our kids the values of being honest. When you and I respect authority, it shows our kids, it models to our kids the value of respecting authority. Our voices are our actions, and our actions are our voices. Third, there's always room for improvement how many here today want to be a better parent? That we want to be a, be a better grandparent, a better parent. And I believe the Holy Spirit, that he leads us, he guides us. And he's always making us go from glory to glory, from, from strength to strength, improvement after improvement. Why? Because we're growing in grace. We're becoming more like Christ. Becoming a better parent. The Holy Spirit shows us things. All of a sudden, we begin to see parents in the church, and we say, oh, that's how I'm supposed to act with my kids. That's the way, they're suppo that's the way I'm supposed to react. There's always room for improvement. Listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit inside of our life. This will not only please God, but it will also open our ears wider 
and his voice will become clearer with every act of obedience. When you and I are obedient to God, it blesses our kids. Our obedience doesn't just bless the parent, it blesses the kids. It, it, bless, it really does bless our kids. You, you, you think about King David and his son Solomon. Solomon had fouled by the wayside and, and God was about to remove him. God was about to remove him. You study this in, 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 in the book of Kings. But God told him, I know, I remember your dad. For your dad's sake. For your dad's sake. I'm not going to bring this on you in your generation. Parents bless their kids. There, there's a transfer. There's an inheritance that your kids get when they have godly parents. When they have godly grandparents. There, there's something that's transferred. You think about a bank account. You know, all, some of us here today, we have our bank account, and you, ha you can transfer from your savings to, to your checkings account. And some of you say, Pastor, I don't got that much in my checkings, and I don't got that much in my savings. I'll transfer 20 cents here. <laughs> you know what? How many of us know that our heavenly bank account, some of you are, are, some of you are living large right there. Why? Because the way you've been serving God. You have years after years of righteousness that, you know, things that have not been seen on earth but have been seen in heaven. Time and time again of faithfulness, of sacrifice, of love for God, his kingdom. You have a big bank account and there's, there's this transfer that your kids see. There's a transfer. There's this download that's going from you to them. Spiritual heritage, spiritual blessings in their life. The next transfer that we have to give to our kids is the transfer of the fear of the Lord. I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want, to ask you the, I want you to ask him the question, do you fear God? Now, as people of God, as believers, God has called us to a life of holiness and righteousness. And we live, we live a life... That we fear God. Why? Because we know he's God. And we know that he's given us his laws. That he's given us his, his love. That he's given us his conviction. That he's led us. He's blessed us. But there's this fear of God that, no, you know, I want to be obedient to God. Because I know that if I'm not obedient to God, that's going to affect me in a negative way. And I want to bless my God. I want to love my God. I want to I honor my God with my life. So I fear I fear God, and that's why I do not want to turn to the left or to the right. I just want to keep my eyes on Christ. I want to keep my eyes on the Lord. I fear God. So the fear of God uh, that we got to download to our kids because the world that we live in does not fear God. It does not fear God. It, it, we live in a wicked and perverse generation, and the love of some people is growing cold in their walk with God. So we need to... Download the fear of God into their life. We need, to, we need to give it to them. And the Holy Spirit is our teacher. The Bible says in John 16, verse 13, however, when the spirit of truth, everyone say spirit of truth, uh, has come, he will guide you into all truth. 
For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. So we know we have the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. We know that he's going to tell us of things to come, and we know that he's our guide in life to help us in every area, including parenting. Teaching our kids the fear of the Lord. The Bible says this about the fear of the Lord in the book of Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Everyone say the beginning. Of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So the fear of the Lord is very important. Why? Because it's the very beginning of wisdom. The first mention of the fear of the Lord was Abraham in the book of Genesis chapter 22. When he was about to sacrifice his son uh, Isaac. And God stopped him and said, I know that you fear me. I know that you will honor me because fear of God always brings obedience to God. Fear of God always brings obedience to God. When someone's disobedient to God, it's because they don't think that, they, they have no fear of God. They, they think nothing's going to happen because there's no fear of God. But when you have fear of God, you know, oh, man, there's consequences. Oh, man, there's a, there, it's going to mess things up. It's going to hurt people. That's not good. That's not good. It's going to hurt me. It's going to hurt my God. It's going to hurt my Lord and my Savior who loved me so much. I fear God. The fear of God. So how do you download the fear of God into your kids? Through one word. Accountability. Accountability. You might say, Pastor, how does the accountability build fear of God into my kids? See, accountability is a check and balance system. Uh, it's one of trust and openness between two people. When obedience is displayed in accountability, trust increase and the rewards are given. How many of us know that our God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? He is, amen? And I, I know that when someone is accountable... You think about the book of Matthew chapter 25, you think, about, uh, you think about how they were entrusted with the talents, you think about the one who was faithful, we know that his owner came and called into account what they did with the money, with the talents, and the one who was faithful, he was given more. Because when you're accountable, when you're trustworthy, God will always bless your life. There's no in, in, uh, and buts about it. God will bless your life in a tremendous way when you and I are accountable to God. Amen. So accountability will bring blessing into your life. We see that also. Amen. Praise God. I think an amp is on right here. So accountability. Let's give Eric a clap as he comes up here. Good job, Eric. <laughs> Let's give him another clap as he goes down. All right. Accountability is so important. So important inside of our lives. Adam and Eve, book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 9. God came up to them and said, where are you? Where are you? Where are you inside of your life? Accountability is so important because of the spiritual location. 
spiritual location of our kids. There is this location of our kids where they're at spiritually. What's going on inside of their life spiritually? I remember years ago, I was probably about 15 years old. I remember my friend, we, he slept over our house, and I was there. And he goes, hey, why don't we go for a walk tonight? Let's sneak out. I think it was my idea or his idea. I don't remember whose idea it was. <laughs> I said, yes. So we had his plan. Why don't we get some pillows and put them over our, my blanket? And, um, yeah, my mom will think that's, you know, us if she comes in. Some of you are laughing because you've probably done this. And I remember um, we went out, and we were coming back home, and we were sneaking up. And I remember my mom was outside waiting. Oh, my God. If you have a mom who's a prayer warrior, you're ruined. It's done. You're, you're done. And I remember sneaking up, and my mom was like, come over here. You're in you're deep trouble. She's all, the Holy Spirit woke me up. And um, the Holy Spirit told me to go to your room. And I went to your room, and I seen what you guys did with the pillows. And I remember that spiritual discernment over my mom. That spiritual discernment, knowing the spiritual location of my life. And as parents, I believe that God gives a spiritual discernment over our kids. That God begins to show us things inside of their life and we can get our kids. And I believe we need to have accountability with our kids. That weekly check-ins with our kids where we look them square in the eyes and we ask them, how are you doing? What's going on? How, are, how is your life doing? Asking them what's going on inside of their life, inside of their heart. Asking them tough questions. Telling them things, letting them know what's going on inside of your life. That spiritual location is so important because the enemy wants us to be so busy with other things when you and I need to be busy with what's going on inside of their life, having that accountability inside of them. And I want to tell you, when I came back that night, I remember coming up, I, I knew, man, I am busted. The fear of God over my life, like, wow, man, God is so powerful. He is, he's so amazing. He sees everything. The fear of God. Accountability. My last point as the worship team makes their way up here. Showing them the importance of serving God. Showing them the importance of serving God. This is done by the foundation of quality time spent with them. This is so critical in the life of the believer and the parent that we spend time with those that God has entrusted into our life. This is, you know, really simple, but it's 
has to be said. If you and I are going to influence our kids, we got to make time for them. We have to make time. We have to put aside our phones. We have to put aside our tablets. We have to go outside and just go out there and, and play ball with them. Take them to get a coffee. Take them, spend that quality time asking them, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? I don't care how old your kids are. You always have influence in them, in their lives. How young they are. They want to spend time with you. Making time to be with them. We know Jesus that when he's busy, you know, healing the sick, raising the dead, that all of a sudden some parents came and they brought their kids to, to him and, and the disciples tried to rebuke the parents and said, you know what, you need to get out of here. We don't have time for you. But the Bible says that Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I believe as parents that there needs to be that weekly family time where you spend that time with your kids and you have a devotion. You teach them the word of God. You play games, you celebrate. You turn off the phones, you turn off the TV and you're right there with them, you're spending time with them. You're enjoying them. You're showing them the ways of God. Weekly, on a weekly basis, every Monday night, my family, what we do, we get that time together, we begin to read the Bible. Talk about the Bible. This last Monday, we're talking about the end times. Praying together. Sometimes we play games, but we just have that time where we spend together. Showing them the ways of the Lord. At that time, I also speak blessings over my kids like Brother Matt was talking about. Speaking blessings over them. Speaking encouragement over them in their lives. We know that Jesus took time. He spent time. But not only did he spend time, he didn't waste time. The Bible says in John chapter 6 verse 12, let nothing be wasted. Don't let nothing be wasted. In our lives, we can't waste it. We cannot waste our time. Our kids, we got to spend time with them. It's so important that you and I let go of all the bloodsuckers that want to suck out all our time, like the internet, the uh, uh, TV, time spent online when you and I could spend quality time with our kids. Because time cannot be replaced. When it's gone, it's, it's lost forever. We have to spend that time with them. This evening, there was a couple of things that were really laid on my heart. And the first one is this, in closing, it's this, the power of prayer, that your prayers are influencing your kids today, today. Maybe you're here today and your kids are far away from the Lord. I want to say that your prayers for them are influencing your kids. Another thing that I want to say is that your influence is still heavy in their life. Whether you believe it or not, you have influence. You have influence inside of their lives. God has seen what you've done. God has seen your prayers. God has seen your tears. God has seen your fasting. And you still have influence over their life. 
remember my, my mom, my dad, man, showing me the Word of God. And I remember no matter how far I went from God, that Word of God, man, it always convicted me. It always came back to me because there's a transfer, there's a transfer that takes place. And I know that today I'm serving God, why? Because my grandmother served God, my father served God, my mother served God, and now I thank God that I'm serving God, why? Because I'm showing my kids, you know what, we got to serve God. We have to serve God. And I know there's gonna be a point where they're gonna make their choice whether they're gonna serve God or not, but I know that at the time that I have with them, I'm gonna show them Jesus. I'm gonna love them. I'm gonna care for them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for them every single morning, every single night. I'm gonna pray for my kids. I'm gonna do my very, very best. But I know the choice is theirs. But I want no regrets. I wanna know that I show them the Word of God and I was a man who loved God and I was a man who loved their mother and I was a, a man who, who wanted to do the will of God I want my kids to know that and this evening church I want to say if we could have every head bowed and every eye closed in reverence to the Lord